Hello, Marvel fans, wherever in the world you are. Very good evening to you from me, Paul, and my good friend, Jeff. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Nice to see you, Paul. Unfortunately, yeah, our listeners see can't see us at the moment, can they? No, they can't, but that's probably not a bad thing, <laughs> to be honest. It's faces uh, for radio, the both of us. Yeah, well, I don't know. Speak for yourself, well, mate. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? So this is now, and I figured this one out. This we are on episode twenty-two yeah. of our MCU corner to corner journey, which has been it's it's been an incredible journey for me. Who, if you remember right back to the very start of these things, you know, and I had no idea how we got from um Iron Man and the Hulk up to Infinity War and Endgame and all those sort of things. And we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost at that point now. We've just got a couple of films to get through. And of course, the one we're talking about tonight is Ant-Man and the Wasp, the sequel yeah. to one of my most favorite ever Marvel films. The one that gave uh, you Ant-Man. tears. Tears of joy. Yeah, tears right. of joy. I yeah, love um, my socks off. We're almost at, yeah, you're right. We're almost at the end, but we are also simultaneously on the cusp of a whole new, yeah. uh, a whole new branch of the universe. I know. It, it's it's never ending, is it? No. It, it cracks well, onwards and it's yeah. bigger and bigger. It's not a bad thing at all because no. it means we can get another season out of these yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another 20, 20 episodes, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, always, there's always an upside, my friend. Is, there's yeah, always an upside. Yeah. But yeah. this has been really good. You know, we we said, uh, you know, a few days ago, whatever. This is sort of a, a highlight of the week for for the pair yeah. to, to oh, you know, definitely tune yeah. in like this. But to uh, you know, I've had the chance to watch the films again, uh, justifiably for me, not just oh, you're watching that yeah. again, uh, has been quite <laughs> good. But, uh, but also to not only see you uh you know discovering them and enjoying them but to hear you know other people's thoughts on the films and Definitely. to meet friends yeah. online that, that share the same interests and stuff so it's it's been really good um now i said to you before we start recording i had a little comment that yes. i wanted to tell you uh, which um our listeners will uh, possibly not know about either so um a chap named james hornick uh, who is uh, a connection of mine on linkedin mm. um he's been listening to the podcast and uh, every so often he, he sends me a comment to say he, uh, he's liked your uh, <laughs> i think i sent you a screenshot actually he liked your um, accent from from something your impression oh was, um, it, was that from him is it yeah right. um so he Hi. said today um so he's watching Ragnarok for the third time uh, third and time, there's a yeah. joke that we missed because we're not American so the M16s that uh, the um Scourge holds Des yeah. and Troy and he says yeah, he got yeah. one from Texas so we got the obvious destroy joke but we missed the the Dallas Cowboys joke in it oh, so okay. Des Bryant was their star player in 2010 to 17 and Troy right. Aikman was their Hall of Fame quarterback, and he won three Super Bowls in the 90s. Um, oh. Anyone who follows NFL hears Texas, then those two names stick out like a they sore thumb. So um, the name Troy Aikman actually vaguely rings a bell. Yeah, I was thinking it, it, it yeah. does ring a bell. Um, who is that? Who is I'm Troy not sure. Aikman? Uh, I'll look him up when we finish. But um, our listeners uh, will probably tell us. Yes, if anyone's well, we do have some people in America, but um, yeah, we didn't know that, and I wonder why that was um in the you know why they picked that specifically because um yeah. Taika Waititi is from New Zealand but maybe um 
Scourge, uh, the actor, his um, name is completely escaped me right now, but maybe he's from Texas or something, or a fan, or, you know, something like that. Must I be. he was a British guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, what's it? Carl Ur- is it Carl Urban? Oh, yeah, it is Carl Urban. Yeah. Oh, he's from New Zealand. He's from New Zealand, yeah. He ain't from Texas. He ain't come from around these parts. Parts. I was going to say place, then I end up saying parts. (laughs) Yeah, someone else has come from around here, boy. Yeah, someone else has commented on it. On yes, uh, yeah. Is there any relation between the the Des and the Troy? That's that's the first thing I thought of when I heard it. So maybe it's just just a thing. Yeah, we didn't know because we were we're familiar. We didn't know that. Yeah, but thank you, James. I, I like I like a little fact like that. that I really like that. Cool. Yeah, great. Thank, thanks to your LinkedIn buddy. Yes, thanks for following. So yeah, we're on That's to what we um, need more more trivia like that. Actually. Yeah, we Sorry, do. Mate, I'll, I'll you, you, you did cut me do. off. But though, the more I'll, trivia, the better. Yeah, <laughs> edit that. Yeah, Needs more, editing. Yeah, the the better. So yeah, hit hit <laughs> us with it. So um, yeah, we're on to Ant Man and, and the Wasp. Yes, Ant Man is um a little bit of. Uh, light relief for 99% yeah. of it after um, Infinity War, which was much needed um, oh, yeah. you know, by, by the uh, audience. Dark, um, so I remember that um, the UK release of the film was, uh, yeah. normally we get the films like a week or two earlier than the States most of the time because they fall on half terms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, wait. yeah, you know, it makes sense. Um, but we had to wait about a month for this one because um, oh, did we? football thing was on. That shows you what my uh, interest in football is. There was a football thing. <laughs> Some football thing. <laughs> and apparently... We, we do have football fans who tune into our podcast. Yes, I'm sure we do. They'll remind me your... uh, my dismissive uh, <laughs> lack of knowledge. Um, and they, they said, well, Marvel fans probably like football as well, so we better hold the film off for a month. Yeah. I thought... I so, spent my summers in a dark room, not watching people kick a ball around. So I remember uh, I had to mute, uh, you know, all the words on Twitter because I didn't want to yeah. know what the, the end credits yeah, were. Yeah, were yeah. And, and I was glad because it, it was, you know, it was well worth the, the surprise on that. So um, tell me, what did you think of the film uh, uh, as you were a big fan of the first one? I was such a big fan of the first one. Yeah, I know. Well, I t- I, I've seen this twice now. Uh, so I watched it just before we went to see Black Widow. Yeah, and at that point, at that time, I must admit I wasn't overly impressed with it. I was, I was probably a little bit disappointed by mm. it actually because I didn't think it was as good as the first one. You know, I think the first one set such a high benchmark mm. um, that this one, I was kind of hoping it would exceed it because it's not an origin story; it's a chance yeah. for you know for ant-man to become in charge of his own story yes. in a way and obviously he was sharing it with a wasp who obviously it was always perhaps going to be hope in this i was looking forward yeah. to seeing her in action um but i i felt it didn't quite live up to the same i didn't quite reach the same heights i thought it was still very funny in place i thought the story perhaps wasn't quite as strong and yeah in the end i, I was a little bit disappointed mm. by it but then having watched it again a couple of nights back 
I thought it was actually much better than it was the first time yeah. around, you know, when I first watched it. Yeah. And it's almost like, and I think this is the case with some films and some TV series. It's like, you know, there's so much expectation which is built uh, built up into them that when you watch it, no matter how great they are in some ways, they all seem a little bit, I'm not really sure about that. Yeah. And perhaps we focus on the things we didn't like or would have yeah. liked to see but didn't, you mm. know, the things that didn't happen in the film. And it sort of takes it away a bit or pushes us back uh, to, to some degree. Yeah. So, but, but I think watching it the second time i kind of remembered the story then of the first one and just enjoyed it on its own terms and whilst i think it still didn't quite reach the heights of the first one i thought it was still very good it, it mm. still made me laugh maybe not cry with laughter yeah. i didn't have to change any clothing which is always a bonus these days <laughs> so it so it, it was good and 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 i i did enjoy um all the things i was looking forward to from before so and it may be as well that i i do wonder if this film suffers slightly in its placement yeah because although like you said it, it does give us some sort of light relief from infinity war but i kind of suspect that I mean, certainly when I first watched Infinity War, I just wanted to get straight into Endgame. I wanted to know what happens next. Yeah. And I and, and it almost seems like there was this big thing kind of thrust in between me getting to that point, like an obstacle I had to jump over. Yeah. You know, so and, and and of course the way we leave Infinity War and that really creepy, tragic, you know, sad, sad ending yeah. and, and the horror of it as well. It's to suddenly go from that into something as light and frothy as Ant Man and the Wasp. It, it's again because I watched this one night after another the first time round. It just felt really jarring, but obviously this time there was there's a bit of a gap. And I think in a cinema in a cinematic release schedule, there's what was it a gap of half a year or so, or almost a year, yeah, whatever it was. So you've got kind of time to let Infinity War kind of bed down in your head, but that still doesn't stop you. I think looking forward to you know the the culmination of that particular story. So sorry that that's quite a long winded <laughs> reply to uh, <laughs> to your question, Jeff. Sorry about that. So tell me, young man, what did you think of it? Yeah, I'm very um, similar to you, really. Um, I've seen why we get on so well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we other than probably one film, we have been almost the same, haven't we? Uh, but let's not talk about that. We don't talk um, about that. No. <laughs> but you've yeah, seen a few people say that they felt that they may have liked this yeah. more if it had come before Infinity War, not because yeah. it's um, you know, they, they not because they didn't like it, but because mm. you know, like after Infinity War, you want to get to the next piece of it and and what happens next and. Um, you know, you, you, you will get to Endgame, I mean, you know. Um, so I really enjoyed the film, um, but I do think that it, yeah, it's probably not quite as good as the mm. first one, um, but it has a lot of very funny moments in it, and, and I, I like a lot of the family stuff and, you know, the kind of warmth with, with all of that. You know, I think Paul Rudd is oh, definitely. Yeah. brilliant in it. You know, he's, he's such a likeable actor and, and character. Um, and um, I was watching it uh, night before last, um, and my wife, sort of, she likes Paul Rudd. She had kind of one eye on it. We saw the first one, I think, in the <laughs> cinema, but I don't think she's watched this one. But she was really, like, you know, she really laughed out loud at some of it. Um, yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. That's usually quite a good sign. Um, but I think that... It, it was a film that, you know, I said didn't, didn't quite match the first one, mm. perhaps because it was in in some ways uh, more of the same. You know, I remember when I said to you back in like phase okay. one, yeah, you know, these films are really good. The action is great, but as things 
progress, the action gets much bigger and, and the yes. whole scale gets a lot bigger. And I don't think Ant-Man and the Wasp sort of particularly upped it in, in many ways. But right. I also think that it, it it probably didn't need to because it is sort yeah. of the, the, the out-and-out comedy, as it were, of, of the whole series. Yeah. And I think... I'm firing off a whole load of thoughts here at the moment, but I think, you know, like we said, it coming after Infinity War, unless it was Endgame immediately, anything else is going to sort of, yeah, yeah. you know, be like, like you said, you, you just got to kind of get through this one to get to the next thing, you know, and it, and it was largely inconsequential in relation to that film. Um, but, but that doesn't mean it, it wasn't fun and it wasn't enjoyable. So I think that it is, more of the same. It's, it's almost literally Ant Man Part Two, but it's been separated yeah. by a couple of yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I liked how it, it, you know, carried everything on. You know, Scott mm. was still, at, you know, under house arrest and everything, and yeah. you know, the the, the the Pims are trying to do things and you know get all their stuff going, and you know, <clears throat> so I think it's it's sort of main baddie. Stuff probably probably wasn't great. It was more of a sort of phase one villain still. You know what I mean? Where they're, mm. they're nothing kind of amazing. You know, you had the kind of gangster guy who was kind of quite funny, but you know, not and suppose wasn't meant to be a, a sort of real threat. And yeah, then I don't think Ghost threat, was. He yeah, he's just sort of a comedy bad guy. And I didn't think Ghost was brilliant. Um, in in the comic, Ghost is sort of. It's, it's a guy, but that makes no difference. Right. But he's always yeah. a lot more sort of he, he's more sort of skeletal looking and, and creepy, and and the mask is right. different, and and same kind of powers, but he he kind of disrupts machinery and breaks into you know high tech places and stuff like that. So I, I like the effect on Ghost, but I'm not sure. I just think I sort of wasn't that fussed about the the character, um, and and just didn't feel like much of a a threat really, but, but then I'm not sure that's what I'm really looking for from Ant-Man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit yeah. of a laugh. Um, but you know, on the, on the flip side of that, you know, like I said, all the stuff with Cassie and, and Scott was really nice. And that kind of mirror with, um, you know, Hank and Hope and, Hank you know, and they're, they're yeah. a bit more, yeah, a little bit more friction between them and, and all, all the kind of action stuff in it was, was brilliant. It was really inventive. And, yeah, and really I, good. I love yeah. the use of comedy in them, you know, throwing the, um, uh, you know, salt thing in the kitchen and then making it, you know, go big and the guy hits it. Donk, oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah, some great stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and, and the bit that really made my wife laugh uh, yeah. was um, when Scott gets stuck like the size of a child. And he's he's running around, <laughs> and, and then when he gets in the van, he's like, "Do you want to have a juice box?" And uh, you know, <laughs> there is. I mean, th- there is a lot of scope for for the comedy in this one. It it mm. sets up these situations and just throws a whole bunch of characters together who who brilliantly play it straight. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, they're not, you know, like a lot of sitcoms where, where they're just going for laughs and, and, and their performances seem quite heightened and mm. stylized and completely unrealistic and sort of knowing nod wink to the audience, yeah. that sort of stuff. There's none of that in here. And I'm glad, and it shouldn't be in because, in, you know, so, so yeah, all the comedy comes out of the characters aside yeah. from possibly perhaps the giant ant playing drums yes which was just okay that might be pushing it a 
bit too far. Yeah. But the thing is, it's still set up within the film, right? It might be ridiculous, but then so is 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 Thor trying to close the iris as a neutron star's blasting through yeah. his and, body. You know, there's a couple of bits where yeah, you see, so, whatever. You see um, Hank, uh, you know, in, instructing the ants what to do. It's it's, yeah. it's you know, it was one of the you know fears with Ant Man. Will he work on the big screen mm. because he's you know he talks to ants and you know they do feature it, but it, it's not an like it, it's not an annoying yeah, yeah, part not, of it if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it kind of works fine, I think. Um, so we're sort of just chatting a bit about it in, in general here, but um, it, it moves along, uh, you know, a nice pace. And actually, I must say, it does. yeah, it's quite fast paced. You, yeah. There, you know, all the actors, um, you know, it's not kind of done ironically or wink, wink at the audience or anything. And um, you know, there is a, it's light, but there is, you know, the sort of dramatic stuff to it, and and you know, the the reunion with. Um, Janet and everyone is is quite nice, and you know it's in Endgame. Yeah. But you know, I thought Rudd did a really nice job in that when he he wakes up. You know, he comes out in the van, and I know I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but you know, and he he's panicked because he doesn't know what's going on, and he and he wants to find his daughter, and he discovers the names on the the um, you know. The That's a different film. You yeah, know, I said that well but, ahead. But my my point <laughs> is, is that none yeah. of that stuff would would work at all. If there wasn't yeah. that nice relationship with with Cassie in in this film, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I know, I know that's Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just mess with you, man. But yeah, you're you're right, and it, it is one of the key strengths of both films, actually. And, I, and I'm glad it's it's present in the second one, which is that relationship that um, Scott has with his daughter mm-hmm. with Cassie. It was so well done in the first one, and here I don't know if they get more screen time together. It yeah, feels like they so, do, yeah. but. And I love that scene right at the very start of it. So we get that kind of uh, prologue sequence um, when Ant- the original Ant-Man, Hank, yeah. and, uh, and and Janet go off to try and stop the nuclear missile or whatever it is, and she drinks down the quantum mm-hmm. realm and is after a bit of hide-and-seek with Hope, which pays off later on. But yeah. there's um, there's this wonderful part where <laughs> we, we, we see Scott, and he's surrounded in by darkness. Oh, yeah. And he seems to be talking, talking us through a kind of robbery, another mm-hmm. heist, Thing. So yeah. it sets up the expectation that this is another heist movie ripoff kind of thing, or homage, I should I should probably say. And, and then it and turns he's out he's, he's, playing, his... he's playing heist games yeah. with his daughter in this amazing thing that he's built through his yeah. house. Which, it's really uh, good. I wish yeah. I had the time to do a thing like that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And and that yeah. amount of cardboard boxes as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that there's that just that. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. A brief moment where you think, oh, he's 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 slipped back again. Yeah, and then you know Cassie appears and stuff, and you know you you think, oh, this that's a really nice kind of father daughter thing, and then you you, you know discover yeah. he's under house arrest, and you know there's a bit yeah. of an exposition dump from uh, you know Agent Wu where he's like, you know, he he says to Cassie, you know, your daddy went to you know scribble all over the walls with, with Captain America. Yeah, he, he, t- <laughs> he you know, tells there, there everything. Is, in yeah, literal, literal terms, he, doesn't he? He, hands, he handles it quite well, but it's um. <laughs> You know, there's there's repercussions for what he did in Civil War because you know his inclusion there was, you know, possibly a bit flimsy, um, but you know it's it's <gasps> no. What I mean is like you know they just picked him up and he's in yeah. the van. You know, he was um, in the van, yeah, but he, he was great fun in it. But um, you know, it's it's come back and you know kind of bit of money, yes, yeah, it has yeah, and and it's created. Um, you know, a problem with 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 him and Janet because they're obviously you know together, and then you know she says at one point, 
if you hadn't run off to play with Captain America, she said, you know, I'll tell you one thing, you guys wouldn't have lost if I was there, you know, which I think is quite cool. Um, so, yeah, we, we fairly quickly yeah. discover the uh, scenario, don't we? You know, he's uh, he's under house arrest and everything. Yeah, but, his, his foot goes through the fence, the, the guard it, yeah. and ends up outside the perimeter, and then all the feds kind of rush in. Yeah. And there's this great thing where his, 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 his wife and her boyfriend uh, or husband what yeah, he's a new husband i think bobby cannavale who normally plays really vicious bastards does he really well i i i, I was thinking about um mr robot which i watched uh, a couple of years back and he's a he's a really nasty piece of work in that he, he does uh, it brilliantly you know because he's got a lot of presence he's, mm. he comes across like a big guy well you know i was thinking that when i watched this one again i thought oh, it's a shame he's not in it a bit more because i really oh, i love him. that i love the changing dynamic as well whereas in the first film he was like a you know he's antagonistic wasn't yeah. he? you know he was against scott and was all yeah. that for him. in this one he's all huggy yeah. he's got this massive arms he just throws <laughs> around everybody and 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 so so um scott's ex-wife's like you know she's defending scott to the feds because they're all buddies now you know they've yeah. got a really nice relation and i love that i, I wish we'd see more of that in mm. films uh, it's just nice to have you know we don't need everything to be in conflict in a story no. we can have friends in there yeah. as well and yeah. it, it, you know and it's really great in a film like this and she's kicking off to the feds well you can't do that and you can't do that and you can't treat them like this and and Carnivale's like, well, actually, they can. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't need a warrant. <laughs> they, they can. They yeah. don't know. They don't need a warrant. <laughs> There's big deep voice like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 hilarious. And 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 of course we get Agent Wu. Now I was trying to think when I saw him, he is the guy who's in One Division, right? The same That's agent. Right. Yeah. And in One Division, yeah. he's uh, he's perfected his his close up magic trick. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Ah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure, and I haven't been on the internet to kind of find out because I wanted yeah. to ask you, you know, whether it was. I, I really thought he was actually. It took it took a little while for it to sink down at the old noggin there, but um, but he does seem a bit of a dickhead in this one. More, you know, whereas in One Division, he's he's you know he comes across as quite a proficient cop. Yeah, and here he comes across as a bit of comedy relief he, yeah, know, he, he is a bit of funny a with it no two ways. he also um, he also has a bit of a bromance for scott i think you know like at oh, the he end, does why they invite the each other out to, yeah. or he sort of invites him out to comedy yeah or something. yeah when fun. he appeared in wandavision and he did the card trick um people were like oh you know oh wow this is amazing this yeah, is character yeah, development yeah. and it and it was because it, again, very broad, but in mm. in the interim years from Ant Man and the Wasp to, to WandaVision, he you know, and you've just you've just hit the nail on the head. You know, in in WandaVision, right. he seemed much more proficient, a bit more kind of mature and, and professional, um, and more kind of in in charge of things within mm. his own little world. And he's obviously developed. He's learnt those skills. He's bettered himself, and he's become a better you know agent in in the process yeah. and stuff. So just that little thing with the card. Showed, and, shows and it's the yeah, attention to yeah. detail for the characters as well with it all. You know, people, yeah. people went nuts for that bit. They thought it was brilliant, and it was a really see, great little moment. You know, yes. Yeah, see, when I when I watched One Division, it, it I mean, obviously, none of that didn't it didn't mean anything. I didn't know Agent Wu. I didn't yeah. even know um Darcy. No, at the you time didn't know either. Well, did I do know? remember been a, a bit of a buzz on the internet when when the both of them appeared, but particularly mm. Darcy seemed to have a lot of. 
you know, a lot of hits when when yes. she appeared. So I didn't see much about Agent Wu, but um, but I, I really liked him in One Division. Yeah, he's, he's a really he, again he, he comes across like a you know a nice guy. He's one of the good guys, isn't he? Yeah, he is really, and and I think he enjoys it all. You know, the, the part. So yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he the people wanted um, a, a Wu and Darcy spin-off show. Um, <laughs> but I just remember Denning said that she'd shot more stuff for MCU projects. Oh, really? Uh, and people wondered so if she would turn up in um, in uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but she obviously didn't. Um, mm. so, but maybe it's Hawkeye, because um, oh, they've, they've got quite yeah. a lot of Florence Pugh in that, for yeah, Elena, yeah. which was somehow kept completely secret, like until recently when it was, uh, yeah. you know, she will return in Hawkeye. Uh, with the end credits, yeah, well, you know, yeah. confirmed it. Uh, and I watched that and I thought, she, I didn't know she was in it at all. Like, no, no, yeah. set, just nothing, you know. And, and that, I like it when you, you get a surprise like that. Like, oh, I love it. It doesn't happen Earth, often. It in doesn't happen often. Age. But how did they film all of her stuff without anyone seeing it? It must have all been in a studio, but, you know, yeah. they, they, they all closed, you know, remote locations or something. Yeah, but, some, you know. Somebody's- kitchen or something yeah yeah it's all in the kitchen so yeah but denning said she'd done something else um so hopefully she's coming back at some point which would be cool yeah that would be cool yeah. I, mean, I think yeah, there, there's a lot of love for her character and for agent Wu. Yeah. clearly you know there's a big old buzz on the internet yeah yeah that, which is that's great. but it's, um, it's great you mentioned the magic trick as well because that's one of the the funniest things i like about this is the fact that scott knows magic and he's really good at it <laughs> yeah you yeah know, old sleight of hand thing that he does and you know it's it's i mean i i love his conversations with agent Wu because in all it, it's very rare that scott has the upper hand mm. in anything that he finds himself whether it's in any situation or when he's in a room with people he's usually the guy that is either responsible for messing everything up at least in their eyes um or he's he's the the unintelligent guy in the room mm. or you know, by their standards, he doesn't know the quantum stuff. And we get a bit of that later on. But when he's with Agent Wu, he's clearly in charge. He yeah. Because you know, he can spin the guy around his, his yeah. finger. And he, gets and he kind of needs to, because otherwise yeah. Agent Wu would really clamp down on him. Yeah. He's clearly one of those guys who follows the law to the letter. Yes. At least yeah. in this film, anyway. Yeah, in this one, yeah. Because um, there's quite a nice little scene where after that, when um, uh, Scott phones um, Hank, doesn't he? Um, and uh, oh, he's he's had the the sort of vision in the bath, isn't he? When he, he oh uh, yes, yeah, that's right. When he first gets back in touch with them, yeah. yeah. And and he says, you know, I, I messed up a lot of things, and he, you know, he obviously feels bad for for it all. Mm. And you know, those those things come back, like like I just mentioned, you know, with the conversations with Janet about running off to Germany and things. And um, you know, like like you said, when he's with the Pims later, you know, and they're talking about mm. quantum entanglement and stuff like this, and. You know, he's he's got yeah, no idea, but then he <laughs> then he's got uh, Janet in his head, and he says something, and they're a bit like, "What? Where's this coming from?" You know, he he doesn't know <laughs> any of this. You know, so he's he's a very interesting um, hero in a way because you know he's he is just a guy. He's got no special skills, no great intelligence. You know, he's just a sort he of can do magic. He, yeah, he could do close up magic. Um, but he, he he wants to better himself, you know, for yeah. Kathy and and for for his friends and family and stuff. And so I quite like that that he is just yeah. the guy on the street. But he's you know he's he, when he doesn't have the suit, he's still trying to 
you know do do his his best for things and, and do his uh, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so after he he contacts Hank, um, I can't remember what the uh, sequence is. Are we well? Some um, uh, ah, yeah. You go. I've remembered now. No, well, I was, I was going to say, do we uh, do we kind of cut to Hope and Hank anyway? Because they've been busy in the intervening years building this tunnel thing, perfecting their technology. Yeah. And they're trying to buy a gadget to kind of complete it, some kind of, I don't know, big massive USB stick or floppy destroyer yeah. or, or something, you know, some kind of device. And that's where um, Hope has a meeting arranged with um, with Sonny Birch. That's so she's got some money. She's Scott, trying to is there. Scott is there, isn't he? Because he's in the van watch, watching and he says, oh, you gave her zappers and wings and why didn't you give me them? So he's at home and, a, and there's a buzzing thing going around and it, and it hits him in the neck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Down. He kind of slaps it and he wakes up and he's, yeah, he's yeah. They, they kidnap him. You're right. And that's yeah. when they replaced him with a giant ant yes. who can kind of... Uh, mimic his routine. Mimic, that's the word. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, you, spend, that's it. you spend an hour in the bathroom. Or yeah, what's that about? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because his phone call obviously triggers them to take immediate action. We yeah. don't always see that. We just see him go, ah, doomf, and yeah. he's out and cold and, and then waking um, up. Yeah. And they're, they're in the shrunk car, aren't they? Because then you get the uh, pigeons kind of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't know it's shrunk at first, do yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, it's we quite a clever uh, visual gag there. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, they they take him to the to their um, portable office uh, block, the lab, they? yeah, yeah. Um, and and you see the the quantum tunnel. And something actually I'd like to say about this film as well is that yeah. rewatching it, I was kind of struck by how much of it is is real sets, which is quite a nice argument to the people who say oh, it's all green screen. It's green screen, green yeah. screen when they're in the quantum realm, but I defy anyone to make that work in the real world. <laughs> um, but I remember seeing on the, um, on the behind the scenes, like Scott's house where he has the um, cardboard slide thing that was in a studio and there was a green screen, you know, out, yeah. outside for the, for the rest of the houses and stuff. Mm, but mm. the, the quantum tunnel is enhanced of course, but it's a real set and things and, you know, yeah. ex con office is real and, you know, all, all of this stuff. Um, so that, that was really nice. There's really nothing in it that sort of obviously there is CG stuff in it, but nothing was like a you know massive in your face CG yeah. other yeah, than Quantum right. Realm, yeah. which was kind of obvious. Um, giant man, possibly. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, I know you know Paul Rudd can go big, but not that big. Um, but you know, <laughs> it, it was still within a you know real space and everything. You know. Um, but yeah, so he he sees the uh, tunnel that they've built, and and then they've got to go and get the uh, USB whatnot from Sunny. Uh, and I like the the visual of yeah. the office block shrinking, and then he, he pulls the handle. Yeah, and he pulls that on the handle, <laughs> just takes it away. Like, it's great. Um, I mean, what I mean, the thing is actually, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned earlier that this film is sort of more of the same, which it, it kind of is, but. I, I think it does move things on a lot. So their yeah. gadgetry, their shrinking and enlarging has got much 
better. Yes. And and they and, and Hank and Hope are really very proficient with it all when we meet yeah. them. Yeah. And when we see Hope take on uh take on Sonny as the wasp a bit later on. So he obviously swindles her, says yeah. that he can sell it to somebody else and he takes her money as well. And she just kind of hmm, turns away and then comes back, dresses a wasp and kicks the crap out of everybody. Yeah. And and when when you think back to the fight we had at the end of Ant Man where we first really saw the pinnacle of that sort of um you know growing big growing small to gain yeah. an advantage in both ways and you know wrong foot your opponent and make other objects big and mother objects small and just all that stuff but this first fight in the in this film moves that on even further yeah. and the well, choreography is fantastic. yeah and, you know i was thinking again as i watched it you know all, yeah. all of the kind of macro shots where they're tiny and, and stuff mm. is absolutely brilliant and, and they're um, totally seamless as well you yeah. know the, the focal length of the of the camera pulls yeah. in and out on occasion but then it just kind of switches so fast you, yeah. you don't even it's see like it. you it's said earlier, it's really well choreographed stuff because mm. there's so much to it that not only you know the fights themselves but the, the movements and the changing of yeah, the yeah. sizes and stuff which all has to be factored into it um so yeah it's um it, it is kind of more of the same in some ways but but turned up again it's, it's as we're talking it's reminded me a bit of the austin powers films which i always really yeah. like you know they are effectively the same film but but they just turn it up on each one and yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, they kind of know what what works and what doesn't yeah. work then don't they but, but they manage to keep it fresh and interesting while still kind of well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah baby and man yeah but, baby um but that really? fight with the wasp when you first see her is is really good because she totally handles it herself oh, and then she does the, yeah. the bit in the kitchen when um the guy oh, well, throws the knives at her mm. And and there's one knife where it does that slow shot, and she kind of walks, uh, yeah. runs across the blade. Yeah, brilliant! I love that as if she's it's kind of walking, right. running across the wall. And then um, Scott, he appears in that bit, doesn't he? Because they're trying to squash tomatoes with a giant hammer, with a hammer and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, because did, is that is that where he says? Um, because Hank's already told him that he hasn't got a suit. Yeah. And so Hank gives him the the new suit, which isn't fully tested yet. It's, it's in his a bit of glitchy. Toys, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Scott cool. goes in and, and tries to help out, but it doesn't quite go to plan because yeah. his suit's glitching. And he says, and then, so what, how come she's got stingers and wings? Yeah, and oh, she's got stingers yeah. now. Wings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. And then Ghost appears, doesn't she, for the first That's time? Right. She, she's yeah. watching from the shadows initially. Yeah. And now we see her kind of step out because she wants the uh, the device mm. for herself. We don't yeah. know why. We don't know who she is or anything, but she's clearly not part of Sonny's mob. No. So and, and as I said, um, you know, I didn't think she was an amazing villain, but the the kind of integration into things yeah. with with Scott and um, you know Hank and Hope and Janet and everything that does work well, and and it it does kind of it gives a it gives a good reason for what they're doing and what they need, yeah, for, for their you know the thing they want to save and for for Ghost and what she's trying to save, which is obviously herself, you know, so that all does fit together nicely. And, and, you know, it's not just a villain that's popped up for, you know, for no reason or anything. I think, I think the plot's really nice on this film, actually. I I wasn't so sure the first time around, but again, second time I thought, you know, see how it joins the dots and they all seem to flow quite logically. And uh, like we said, you know, it doesn't kind of, you know, it's not earth shattering or anything, but Mm. uh, I think, you know, maybe the next one, you know, it's quantum mania, which I think is going to be very interesting. I think there's some yeah, yeah, yeah. hang action in there, but that that should be um, 
it should be quite interesting. Um, yeah, That's so right, John. We, we kind of then um, get into, um, you know, we, we find out a bit more about ghosts at this point, don't we, and, and the, the problems there. I um, think so, yeah. Uh, well, we see her. Does she um, – hold on, hold on. She she goes back to her, her house somewhere, do they? Yeah. And they, they also go to visit um, – yeah, because yeah, they go to see Foster because there's That's a it. part they need. So they 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 no, they they have the device. They slot it in and it doesn't yeah. work. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And there's something it overloads or or something. So they need another bit of science. And the only person who can help them really is Hank's ex colleague, Doctor Foster, and he's a lecturer at a university. He sees them walking, cuts his thing short, mm. and it turns out there's no real love lost no, between Hank. And to be honest, Hank doesn't seem to endear people towards him very much. Really, no. you know, it's like every ex colleague who turns up is either out for his guts or for something, you know, yeah. has a, a le- at the very least a bit of a grudge against him for him sort of pissing them off in the past when they were working at Shield. Hank took all the glory, or yeah. Hank did this, and Hank did that, and he fired me, and all this. And that's partly Dr. Foster's story, isn't it? And then we get yeah. that, and, and they have that little conversation in Foster's office where they're talking quantum stuff, and, and Scott is trying to nod <laughs> knowingly, yeah, 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 I, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then it's a point where I think Foster's going on about quantum this and quantum that, and then Scott says, seriously, do you just put quantum, the word yeah. quantum in front of everything? <laughs> <laughs> and, really then, and then they have a bit of dick waving, don't they, about how big of they <laughs> <laughs> which then gets shut down quite nicely yeah. by, by hope at that point as well um, so yeah I'm trying to think it's funny for a film with such a simplistic overall plot I know I because there's a lot of movement I think you yeah, know, yeah it does there are a lot of bits how, how does it go? Yeah. But of course what we haven't pointed out uh, which we should mention I guess is the fact that Dr. Foster is no, none other than Mr. Lawrence Fishburne himself yes. yeah. who is awesome in everything yeah he right? is and, he's got um such a calming but but sort of authoritative voice and yeah um, yeah you know, i i uh a big matrix fan and you know i loved his morpheus and stuff and i love him in the john wick films are like you know he's kind of teamed up with uh yeah with john at the end of the third one and and they, he reckons he's not in the fourth matrix but i hope that's not true i, I really uh, hope he's back in some capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. so yeah it's, it's good to see him I, I i always like his uh his appearances and things of course foster it turns out is in league or helping the ghost yes yeah Eva. so we, we see them two kind of together he's trying to help her so we understand that she's not actually a villain as such i mean she is well, she because she doesn't care do who she mows down in her way yeah She's quite singular-minded, and mm. she's also been trained by people as um, you know, as, as a weapon. I think that's yeah. that's her history, isn't it? She lost yeah. her mum and dad in some thing, and um, oh, that's right, yeah, something. And 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 she started phasing. She went back to try and you know help her dad, who was about to get blasted by that's something. It, yeah. And uh, I see uh, using some really good nouns here, something, right? <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was just, just something that was blasting out radiation. And she's the one, she's the only survivor, and she ends up phasing. There's that great moment where we see her as a little girl, and the fireman tries to pick her up, and his hands go right through yeah. her. And, and then there's this bit great. with um, Foster where he tries to give her the teddy, and, and you know, she can't. Yeah, that's him. right. Yeah, young, young Dup Morpheus. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not Morpheus. He's done other roles, but he'll always be <laughs> Morpheus to me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> young Lawrence gives a gives her a yeah a little teddy and and you know it, again it's it's like the with the villain Z, Zumo Zemo you kind of understand where they're coming from even even Thanos to a degree a small, yeah. small degree you know their motivations they're very clear and again it's another thing I think which elevates these films above run of the mill superhero uh, stuff and also that, it's it's another father daughter. It's another father-daughter oh, thing as well. Yeah, it is. You You're know, which, right. Yeah, well said. Only just realise, even though it's staring us right in the face. But uh, you know, it, it's again, that's quite. You know, it's quite interesting. You know, she's because uh, yeah. they've all got different. You know, different life situations, haven't they? And she's got quite a tragic life that you know that with what yeah, happened. Yeah. He's trying to help, and I can't remember what the situation was with his family or, or what. But you know, there's obviously a, a reason remember, you know but behind it. Um, so yeah, we we kind of you know again, you, like you said, in you know you you understand the reasons why she's doing things, and you you kind of get a little bit of a you know a bit of a sympathetic uh, you know spin on things there because she's she's not she's basically been forced to be this this. Yeah, criminal and you know robber. And it was and it was Shield who made her what? That's it, Shield, yeah, isn't they, it? That's right. Forster, and of course, know. Hank and Foster both worked for Shield, and I think Ava was part of Foster's remit, uh, you know, mm. with, with whatever he was doing in those days. So yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because again, it throws that light on Shield um, slash. Hydra infiltrated Shield, possibly, yeah. but and, again, and that nefarious that. government organization with yeah. you know the sort of man in black suits kind of thing. Yeah, yeah but but there's there's some um, there's some comedy again, isn't it? Because they they they're all tied up. So Scott and the guys are all kind of tied up in a chair or something each, yeah. while we have this bit of exposition. And then there's some comedy where when Foster's making out with uh, not quite some threats or something, but the, Scott's phone goes <laughs> off with it, and he's trying to be menacing again, yeah. and he's just he, distracted he by this. Wank, wank. He stops monologuing, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then. It, <laughs> and then it turns out it's his daughter, and Scott's like, I, I, I've got to get that. It's it's my daughter, you know. She's yeah. dialing 911. It could be an emergency. Uh, it's an emergency. <laughs> you find my shoes. They're in the house somewhere. And then, of course, the rest of the guys come in. They're like, just walk around the house so we can. And, of course, he has to be at the house because if he isn't at the house, then there's, you know, the, the feds get called. And it's it's great. It's great. I love that stuff. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And there is a bit of ringtone comedy again later on, I think, when it's, uh, is it? I have to mention it now because I'll forget, but it, it's Morrissey on his uh, every day is like Sunday, yeah. which is so yeah. funny. And there is a bit of a Morrissey fixation because there's a few bits where Morrissey gets mentioned. I think in yes. um, Louise's uh, one of one of his rolling monologues or recounts, you know, where he goes on yeah, about exactly. this girl where the, where the jukebox and all he played was Morrissey. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, these jokes sort of come out of nowhere and they're, they're not funny unless you just i don't know find them funny i suppose yes it's not situation based is it it's just if, if you kind of get it you know yeah it's kind of it's, it's a bit off the wall isn't it i think that's the thing and it's the sort of thing i think which my wife probably wouldn't find funny she'd go like why are you laughing at that and you know the, the, the idea of a jukebox that only plays morrissey to me is just hilarious yeah i can't explain it but it no, is, no, right? exactly. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just funny, something funny about it, yeah. Um, so f- from there, they they get out, don't they, because of the ants and everything, and and then they flee. Hank fakes a heart attack, doesn't he? That's and it, then yeah. that allows them to sort of grab the mini lab and escape. Yes, and then back home. Oh, that's right. That's when they actually get the uh, get the component. I 
think. Yeah, but then they, they, they go to some woods, don't they? Um, they? Yeah, that's right. They go to some woods and set the lab up, and then uh, Sunny. Um, yeah, Sunny you. gives them a shout. Yeah, yeah and, and puts no, Luis gives them shouts. Sorry, I'm getting confused. My people. Yeah, because because they put truth serum in them, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, is that is that then? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because okay, so Lewis says, so Luis um, is is kind of managing this company that they've all set up, um, yeah. amusingly called XCon Security Company, and just as he he's gonna um because he needs Scott to. I don't know, sign something, sign offer something a presentation or something, yeah. or something. But then Sonny Birch comes in, gives Sonny the truth serum. But again, there's comedy there because they're like, it's not a truth serum. You know, it's like, well, what does it do? You know, and it makes you um, open to suggestion. Well, yeah, 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 that's a truth serum. That's <laughs> truth serum. Was it Usman, isn't it? Who's in charge of yeah. the, in charge of the, the, the and then um, when the they serum. put it in, in him and, and Lewis is like, we've only got enough money for one more week of business unless we get this thing. And they're like, what? And he says, yeah, yeah it's true serum. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Dave who says, uh, you put a dime in him, you've got to get the whole song to play out. So it's because like they so they give Lewis the, the truth serum and he's coming out with all this stuff. And it's like <laughs> it just goes and, and, and Sonny says, Wait, 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 hold on. Now I like a good story as much as the next person, but what's this to have to do with where Scott Lang is? And Louis is like, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. And Dave says, <laughs> You put a diamond in, you gotta let the whole song play out. Because like you hit like human jukebox. And then Lewis goes, Oh, 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 my belita, she had a jukebox in the restaurant. Yeah, only yeah. played Morrissey. That's it. And if anybody ever complains, she'd be like, Oh, Poke Kasmas and El Chicanos, we call him Master and Adios. And what can I say? We relate to these melancholy bandits, you know? And it just goes on. Bang. Right, 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 right. So anyway, this guy gets out of Jenny, starts working with Hank, and that's when I meet Hope, and he's all like, I want nothing to do with you. Look at my head. I'm all business. And this guy's like, you know what, girl? My heart's all broken. I'll probably never find love again, but damn if I want to kiss you. But then you fast forward, and they're like into each other, right? And this guy's like, you know what? I can't tell you this, but I'm going to go chase the airport with Cat American. And she said, I can't believe you split like that. Smee later, Dermy. So Scotty goes on a house arrest, and he would admit it, but his heart's all like, damn. I thought Hope could have been my new true partner, but I blew it. And fake brought him back together. And the hopes are like, I'm worried that I can't trust me. He got on the script again, ruined everything. And in my heart, it's all like that fancy recipe feeling represents the company's random. We're days away from going out of business. Oh, out of business, days away. Damn, true serum. <laughs> you know, this just goes on. It's brilliant. I love it. So again, it's like um, it's it's like Louis doing another one of his brilliant, brilliant like yeah. uh, monologues, but there's a point to it. He's given yeah. a truth serum it, and that just really opens up the floodgates. And, you know. and the comedy comes from the fact we know that's going to happen. So yeah. like Dave says, you give him a dime, you got to let the whole song play out. And it's just, it is brilliant. I, yeah, I love it, it. It's so good. Those, those whole bits. Yeah. And so, then it tells mostly that it's uh yeah, the, the things in, in the woods and we get that yeah. kind of uh Baba Yaga as Dave calls ghost, isn't it? And it's a yeah. freaky music kind of plays in over it. It's Baba Yaga. Baba yeah. <laughs> Yaga. <laughs> so, so yeah there's there's a lot of comedy there but the story's always moving moving forward yeah. isn't it? you know regardless so then obviously sunny decides to get the feds in to kind of um do the hard work for him and the feds yeah. turn up and one of them's obviously a crook so and that that doesn't go right for for the crook fed because i think he gets wasted doesn't he but there's that moment i think when they shrink the lab yeah. to get out of there and, and they're just surrounded by feds which of right. course they wouldn't have seen because they because the lab would have been in the way well scott um, scott gets away doesn't he because he has to go back home uh oh that's right yeah yeah leaves, yeah because he's got to be at the house and, yeah so he leaves janet and um hank 
um, who get arrested, and he goes back home to see Cassie and Agent Wu, and you know, convince them that he's been there the whole time. And then, yeah, yeah, have that him and Cassie have that little chat where you know she's um, well, they're sort of referencing her character in the comics who who became Stature, who was one of the young Avengers, and so she could go. Oh, be, really? Um, and that's why she's saying, oh, you know, she, she is part she must be his partner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he, um, he he gets them out of uh, jail, doesn't he, with the the uh, army? Of yeah, little ants again, which is great because we'd seen big ants up to this point, and now we get the little ants because yeah. that was a great comedy thing in the first film. I love those. Yes, little it was. Too. Yeah, um, and then it's where it, then it will kind of uh, you know just charges towards the um, the end there, doesn't it? So you get that great um, kind of chase sequence and stuff where. You know the car is changing size and you know going big and small, and flipping cars over as it goes down that famous street in. in San oh Francisco. yeah, that's like um, that's kind of references the the chase in in that film. What is it? Bullet, uh, Bullet Steve yeah. Queen, isn't it? That's, they, that's it? Yeah, I think even that's got a little um, toy car in it. Or is that a Dirty Harry film? I always get confused now. They, they all sure. kind of merge into my head. But there's yeah. there's one where there's a little toy car and it's got a bomb under it and it sits under a main yeah, car well, right. or something. Yeah, that might be Dirty Harry actually. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, Scott's uh, um, powers stop uh, fritzing a bit, don't they? And, he, you know, he ends up big, but <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's on the flatbed truck and the, the guy takes the gun out to shoot him and he just goes, <laughs> flicks it out of his hands. <laughs> yeah, and then... And he uses uh, it to skateboard. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He sort of yeah, does, doesn't he, on the flatbed track. Yeah. And then, of course, Louis is uh, is in the van as well, isn't he? And the van gets trashed out. He's got the thing that they so then, need, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. But then um, Hope's... Hope asked him to do something, and he's like, "Well, I can't." The the, the van, I, I, the van's got trashed, and she's like, "Open the hot rod kit," and he opens this little hot rod carousel, and it's got all the yeah. different hot rod cars, and it's like, "Damn!" <laughs> so then, that's that, that's really funny. Yeah, he gets this little uh, moment, you know, shrinking it and going going along and stuff, and then um, Sonny ends up getting the lab, doesn't he? And he very quickly gets on the on the boat in um, he takes San it Francisco, to the ferry. Park, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. having been there, uh, I know is not a quick thing. And there is a little <laughs> about it. How did you do it so quickly? Um, you know, you could say Ooh, it was poor writing, but you know they make a joke about it. Who cares? Ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and then one of my favourite uh, bits in the film. <laughs> so uh, Scott's flying on. Who is it? Is it Antonio Banderas? Oh, he's, at that point? he's got to find an ant first, isn't it? Yeah, that's in the seagulls. And then he gets one, yeah. yeah. It's like, and, I'm going to call you an Antonio Banderas. You're a yeah. badass. And then literally, <laughs> ah, Antonio! <laughs> and then he hits the water and it goes, brilliant yeah. and then and then of course he, he goes big doesn't he and um he does. yeah. the, the guy says uh you know if you look to the side we might see a, a whale in the bay here and oh look you know, we've got <laughs> lucky already and then his feet come up looking like a whale's tail yeah, yeah. and it's giant man so that yeah it's really funny and uh, of course while all this is going on hank's down in the quantum realm isn't he and he's under yes. a bit of a ticking clock so yes. he's got to find his wife within two hours because she's been down there 30 years. But now if he doesn't find her in two hours, it's all over. Right? Yeah. So whatever. Uh, all, we'll, we'll all take that, that stuff was, was a little bit um, kind of sci-fi nonsense to me when I was watching it again. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if it really makes any sense, but I don't care because 
you know, hey, we're all talking the about realm doesn't make sense, man. Yeah, yeah you're talking one. about shrinking to subatomic level, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, yeah, he, he gets. Have you ever seen Schrod- Ever heard of Schrodinger's cat? You know, yeah. all the kind of possibilities and things that could or couldn't be. And as soon as you open the box and find out if the cat's dead or alive, you sort of lock it into a into a state of being that is firmly fixed. But yeah. until that point, literally any anything is possible, and yeah. that's the realm that th- that Hank is kind of going into yes. in theory. Yeah. And they can make all that shit up as much as they want. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, <laughs> it, it works within the context. Of yeah, the context yeah, of yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit. Of fantastic journey as well isn't it you know yeah. sort of shrinking somebody down yeah, and getting all these tubules and, and tardigrades and things yeah, sort of coming those, out um, you know beautiful visuals down there and then those little bugs yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah the little monsters yeah so he obviously gets reunited with uh with janet uh great to see michelle yeah. Pfeiffer again. Like, michelle I looked her up, um, yeah. I up again because i thought i haven't seen him in you years. Right. you got a number of you no yeah, I just flipped through my oh, man, just went right up in my estimation. Yeah. Then right back down again. <laughs> she changed her number, so it didn't work. Um, but I, I haven't yeah, seen her on screen. There's a law against that, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen her on screen in years, but she's no, she has I been know. busy. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but nothing sort of you know as, as well. Probably nothing quite as big as this that you know would, would hit like a really mainstream audience. Mm. It, was, it was good to see her again, um, and, and I think she'll have more to do in the next one, which is nice because yeah, yeah, really, yeah. actually, she she barely did anything in this one when it when it came down to it. But that's, yeah, yeah, you're right. She was just yeah. kind of in at the end and sort of clicked her fingers, sorted out Ava, you know, got rid of all her problems. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that was probably the least successful part of it. It's like yeah, so a, again, it's it not a bit wasted. Uh, kind of ending. But. Yeah, she does do something for for the emotional, uh, you know, plot line, but narratively, mm. convenience. But you know, it, it will work out next time. I think um, we then get the bit of a, a wrap up, a, ba- a battle, I should say, in in the um, lab again, don't we? Um, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, and we get the feds closing on Scott's house again, don't we? Is that, that, that oh, that's yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, he, he yeah. gets back, and um, Hank uh, brings the the um, he's seen on a beach, uh, isn't he, with, with Janet? And um, he, he that's right, house, yeah. And they when I was watching that, I'm pretty sure that's a real beach, I'm, I'm pretty certain it is. Um, we can never tell these days, that's no. the trouble, Jeff. Yeah, we just don't know. Unless we know, we know. If we don't know, we don't know. We can never tell. Uh, okay, I'm just looking it up. Yeah, Kahana Bay Beach in oh. Habarula. Must be Hawaii somewhere. It was um, a real beach. But because as, as I was watching it, because you're right, yeah. you know it, the stuff is so good these days. The CG, you never know. But mm. I, I thought, you know, the way their clothes and their wind, their hair was blowing in the wind, the, the water, and you know, the whole thing looked. I don't know why I'm so bothered about a you know relatively small scene, but I, I was like, oh, "That looks lovely there. I wonder if it's real." Go um, there. And I was absolutely certain it was, and it was. Go there any holidays? They might, yeah, they must have. Said, We're going to go to Hawaii just for one shot, um, which why is worthwhile. You know why not? Um, Got a bit of money to spend out the yeah, budget. Yeah, so you you get a bit of a um, kind of happy ending for them there, which is which is really nice. Um, Beautiful. And thing. then. Um, we we get obviously the uh, mid credits scene after that, yeah. Which is uh, like I said at the beginning, this, this this is the only thing that kind of has any, well, so far anyway, to our knowledge, has any uh, you know connection on the bigger picture of things. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a really good scene. 
you know, yeah, and it, and it changes the tone immediately, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's all silent and, and eerie, mm. and you've got this team together, and uh, which is great. You know, you can see that they've been doing some things together, and then he goes in. And then made the tunnel the... smaller as well. Out. It's portable. So yeah, it's yeah. So Again, another it? development there. Yeah. And, and you know, Janet's fitted right back in with things, and then, of course, they all get dusted. Um, and, and he's yeah. left on his own, and uh, again, that's right. Yeah. They, they're counting down, aren't they, for, for him it, to come yeah. back in three, five, four, three, and then nothing. Yeah, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, funny guys, funny, come on, blah blah blah. And there's literally nothing. And then yeah. we cut to the exterior shot, and all we see is just the last few flakes. We don't even see them evaporate, just no. the last few flakes, it's everything else has gone in the wind. Yeah. And then yeah. that, that I don't know about you, but I got that sinking feeling again that I got yeah. at the end of Infinity War, that horror yeah. just kind of crept straight back in there. It and it's it was, like, it was oh, really yeah, nice we're back got. in the world now. And, um, you know, like with the end of Infinity War, you think, well, okay, he's he's obviously going to get back out, but, but how mm. and, and what? Yeah, but how? And, and who, yeah, he can't no. get out on his own. He needs some other exactly. agency to kind of pull and, him and out. And nobody so. knows he's, he's there. Yeah. You know, he, he is buggered at that point. Yeah, um, so it's another cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah, and then it we get really, that shot yeah. of, um, of, of is it his house or someone else's house? And it's like, everyone's gone. It's all silent again. Yes, it's, that's right. You, and you the, get the TV's the on standby. Yeah. Oh, that's the end credit, actually, isn't yes. it? We see the Which TV on the kind of standby emergency channel. Is is one of the first uh, bits in the whole series where you, you you see the sort of aftermath of the um yeah. of the snap. um and you know the tv's off and you're know, static and everything and then it ends with the ant playing drums yeah you see this yeah and it cuts that so i'd like to move on to um some comments Go for it so our pal uh, multiverse of mikeness who's at iron hey, mike wilson um he says it's just not very good Uninspired oh, Michael. Villain. <laughs> um, another villain who's not a villain, so that's a non-starter. Uh, he says the size change affects veer into ridiculous farce. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is wasted as Bill Foster. <gasps> uh, we never see Goliath in the comics. He became well. They do reference you know, John Man. Dull, bland, and not funny. So that's that's oh. interesting, Mike. Um, you've upset us both there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to move on to um, Liz uh, yeah. at Liz Who Fan. Hey, my Liz. Family, hi, Liz. My family and I loved it. Scott was. Yay! In- <laughs> See, look, this shows how one person can watch something, love it, one can watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my family and I loved it. Scott was endearingly goofy, and I love that the Van Dynes were reunited well until. You know, dot dot dot. Yeah. Uh, my hubby especially enjoyed Scott's business associates, and then there's Jimmy. The Love that magic joke gave him a great moment in Wonder Vision, and we can't wait to see where they end up oh, doing going yeah. in uh, yeah. Um And then our pal from Down Under, Cooper Hillier, he says, "I do like Ant Man and the Wasp. It has some very funny moments, great visuals." some cool action scenes and fantastic characters. <clears throat> However, compared to the first film, I did mm. unfortunately find this to be somewhat underwhelming. So that's not an unreasonable uh, view, you know, it's similar to... Yeah, I don't know, mate. It sounds a bit harsh to me, but... Well, he's entitled to his opinion, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's kind of saying what we were saying, isn't it? But just yeah, in harsher a bit, a bit language, harsher, stupid, yeah. honestly. Um, but then Steve Wasling, who's at Skimmerad, he says, I really liked it, and I don't get Yay. the activity at all. It was great to see Janet back, and the Quantum Realm stuff was just was really interesting, just as fun as ever. Um, yeah. 
And then Mike Morgan um, at Cult TV, Mike, he says, I loved it. I thought The Wasp was great too. I really enjoyed the Ant-Man movies. Um, And then someone who I think is new to us is the Paranormal Burrito. uh, Welcome, Paranormal Burrito. A great name, and I'd like to find out more about where that came from. Um, At TPB Pod. Um, I'm going to say that again because you might not. I talked over you. Sorry, mate. Yes, yeah, it's all yours. Go at, for it. Right now. At, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> at TPB Pod, and uh, they said it just kind of exists, um, which which is sad. Um, oh, I've got another one here from uh, Multiverse of Mikeness, which he sent uh. Uh, previously to his other one. Uh, my mum always told me that if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. And that was it. <laughs> oh, and then oh, yeah, beggar. Nikki Morgan, who is at Morgan Nike forty nine, has replied and said she was right. <laughs> uh, so I guess they don't like it. <laughs> um, and then Space Castle, which is at Space Castle Pod, oh, said like it's one. okay. Weirdly enough, yeah. the most unbelievable and outlandish part of the film is a Hyundai Veloster. Yeah, in a high-speed <laughs> hot wheel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the hot well, wheel, it's, isn't it? It's obviously yeah. been souped up, you know, with the shrinking. Yeah, tech. but again, he's got a point. Because I thought Hyundai, really. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, a I nice just thought job, but... I'm not a car guy, and I was like, I like those flames. They go faster, flames. Yeah, um, I, I, I got those on on my uh, on my little <laughs> <On your shoes. laughs> <laughs> well, my free wheel Robin Reliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still doesn't go over 25 miles an hour. But it's got three wheels, so that's cool, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's Chase RPG, uh, RPG underscore hey. it's, said, yeah. if it's possible to like an MCU movie without liking an MC move, MCU movie, that's how I feel about it. It was fun, but I forgot about it after I watched it. That sounds a bit quantum to me. Yeah. You neither like it nor dislike it. Me, some kind of weird, squidgy, fluid realm in the middle of all these possibilities. Yeah, sort of somewhere in the middle of it all. Yeah. Um, and then uh, DDP Kendrick, uh, he said, I'm really not a fan of this one. Scott Lang is <gasps> the only character I like, and his daughter, of course. Um, <clears throat> the rest of the cast are annoying. The Pims are my least favourite characters in the MCU. <laughs> it's got a point, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, Hank kind of rubs people up the wrong way. He, he so, does, doesn't he? Yeah. He's a nice bit, guy. No, and Hope is a bit kind of brusque as well so you know maybe she is, but then she's the daughter of hank isn't she so yeah she and, lost and her mum so yeah the antagonists are boring and uninspired the plot line is weak oh, to put it nicely that. and the action and comedy are mediocre a pointless yeah. film and the biggest disappointment of the <gasps> mcu oh that's um, like arrows to the heart i can see yeah. i can see where they're coming from but yeah. I, I, again I think he does say harsh. Of course, if anyone disagrees with me, all power to them. But this is a three or four out of ten in my book. Scathing, <gasps> and then he's apologizing. Oh my god! Really? Kendrick, you don't need to apologize, dude. You're you're welcome to your view. Yeah, you're um, and yeah. uh, it, it, that what's fascinating is that most of the films are are universally loved, and then there's the odd one that that the you know obviously we're only getting a in a reasonably small number of comments overall, but, you know, I think it's quite a good representative view of of the fandom. And, you know, this is quite an even split, I think, on, you know... It seems to be, doesn't it? Really enjoyed it, didn't like Mm. it. And and within both of those camps, it's kind of like, it's it's 
you know, it, it's okay, but I really enjoyed it, and it's okay, and I didn't enjoy it. That you know, it's not like it, it's an amazing film, you know. So, for me, you know, yeah, it's great fun. I, I'd happily watch it again. It's yeah. it's the, the Ant Man yeah. films are the ones I would show to my son without any yeah. worries about any little bits in it. You know, like you know, Iron Man shagging the news reporter and stuff like that. You know, he's, he's <laughs> that's not right for his age at the moment. But the right. Ant Man films are, yeah, you know quite close to sort of friendly aren't they yeah family friendly comedies Mm. i think you know um so yeah i'm I'm very much looking forward to the next one yeah me too we'll do we'll wrap up on this one tonight and um thank you listeners for listening thank you everyone and for your comments as always and we will be back next week where we take flight with (gasps) harold danvers yeah you dear listeners higher further faster on mcu c to c see what you did there Ah, I didn't script good. that. It just came to me. Made it up. He just yeah. said what was in your off, face. Off the came out of your job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Skills right there with his Z. Mad skills. <laughs> awesome stuff. Thank Real. you, dear listeners. We shall see you next time you next on time. the MCU C2C podcast with Paul and Jeff. That's us. Baba Yaga. I don't know what that was. Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs>